0: Very good morning to you wa wabarakatuh and welcome to the voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM studio of course this morning we in the show the humanitarian hour with Islamic South Africa my name is Ashrafkin it's a pleasure being in your company once again and we've got an absolutely jam-packed show for you this morning uh starting off we'll be chatting to one of our colleagues from uh, across the seas we traveled all the way to Cape Town to uh, to uh, find a, a shorter fasting hours here in Cape Town thereafter we'll be chatting to uh, some of our teams that were out in Lesotho um, We'll get an update from the ground uh, After last week's uh, Killings in the, on the Gaza Strip uh, And we'll get an update from the team There and also we'll be chatting to the guys In East Africa uh, In uh, Nairobi a little bit later on as well Of course uh, as an introduction, of course many of you would know about Islamic Relief, for those that don't know, Islamic Relief South Africa uh, is part of the large Islamic Relief family, which is essentially the largest independent Muslim NGO in the world, and our guest will be telling us a bit more about that as well. I'm now joined in studio by Brother Nasrullah Tahir. He's the Field Development and Operations Manager, uh, or better known as the CEO of CEO's Brother Nasrullah. Assalamu alaikum.
1: Wa alaykum assalam and thank you for the introduction.
0: Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Welcome to South Africa. It's uh, great having you back again. Uh, I think it's your first time on the Airways Voice of the Cape.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure to be uh, at the Voice of the Cape and uh, thank you to uh, the Voice of the Cape for their support, inshallah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now. Ramadan 2018, Islam- for, for, for Islamic Relief, it's been what, our 34th, 35th uh, for Islamic Relief worldwide. Uh, firstly, we can just start off by, for those listeners that, that maybe don't know about the organization, maybe just paint a short picture uh, or a small picture for us around what
1: Islamic Relief is essentially all about. Okay, so Islamic Relief started in 1984 um, due to the response, uh, due to the famine in uh, Sudan. So a group of doctors from the UK went to Sudan, and they wanted to do uh, something. And when they went out there, they saw the famine, they saw the crisis. And when they came back to the UK, they said, we want to respond. And from a small donation, which is the equivalent of RAND RAND Islamic Relief started, Mm Thirty four thirty five years later Islamic relief as uh, Ashraf mentioned is the world's largest Muslim NGO in the world working in over 40 countries Working to to alleviate poverty Mm -hmm. Uh, so what do we do and where do we work uh, we work as I mentioned in forty countries you know responding to disasters so whether that's uh, the Haiti earthquake a few years ago the tsunami a, f- a few years before that mm-hmm. uh, to crises like in Syria like in in the Gaza but also having long-term uh, development projects mm-hmm. uh, across uh, Africa across Asia and really responding uh, to uh, any natural or man-made disasters around the world.
0: Now, of course, Islamic Relief can be um, sort of, or the Muslim community, not only in South Africa, but around the world, can be very proud of an organization like Islamic Relief uh, because it stands uh, shoulder to shoulder with the bigger organizations such as the, uh, the UNICEFs and so on. There's one key difference between those uh, the, uh, an organisation like Islamic Relief and those organisations in which those organisations are p- completely driven by funding that are provided for them by the UN, by governments, by various institutions, whereas Islamic Relief South Africa or Islamic Relief is completely funded or largely funded by ordinary people like me and you.
1: That's correct. And what we want to really get the message across this morning is that islamic relief is your organization inshallah and we're here to help and support you to give your uh, zakat and really for you to be the voice for the voiceless Uh, as islamic relief we have um, uh, as 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 i mentioned projects all over the world and what are we driven by we're driven by our values Mm -hmm. but More than that, we're driven by our mission statement, which we've taken from uh, the Quran, which is whoever saves the life of one, it is as if they have saved the whole of mankind. Mm -hmm. And that's what really our staff, our volunteers, and our mission is, Mm -hmm. is to save as many lives as possible. And to be honest with you, uh, it's moving on. That is what our uh, Ramadan campaign for this year in South Africa is, is saving lives, Mm -hmm. is is save a life. Mm and and
0: and i think particularly looking at, at a campaign specifically uh calling on people to save a life uh what what does it mean for their donations? For example, um, this year for this Ramadan we for example have in South Africa it would cost um, a donor 400 Rand uh, to fund a food hamper which feeds a family for uh, the entire month of Ramadan. It allows that particular family to be able to have suhoor and iftar with that particular hamper. For 400 Rand a month. What does that 400 Rand really mean uh, to the people that we serve who as is from an islamic relief uh, perspective we don't refer to them as beneficiaries we refer to them as rights holders because they have rights over us what does it mean to those rights holders you've been all around the world you've seen various of islamic relief projects around the world what does it mean to them
1: it really means a lot and is life-changing to us it may be just 400 rands that we're giving or it may be you know a small donation that we're giving but to these people it's a lifeline it's a lifeline because when no one is coming to their aid islamic relief is there islamic relief works in some of the most impoverished and poorest areas of the world. Mm-hmm. So when we're responding and, we're, and we're, when we're going to these areas when, where no one has access to, Islamic Relief is able to access these areas because of its values, because of the way that it interacts with the local communities. Where other charities may find difficult to get access to, Islamic Relief is there on the ground. If I talk about uh, some of our emergency work also, in Syria, for example, we've helped over four million people in Syria. In in Syria, in Iraq, in Lebanon, in Jordan, so Islamic Relief is there on the ground. Whether it's emergency, whether whether it's long term, Mm -hmm. these food hampers that you talked about, they really change people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, to us uh, in in Cape Town, I've been here for a few days, and I've seen that you're going through a water crisis, and 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 everyone's talking about it. It's all over the media. It's all. Yeah, is everyone is uh, is. It's been brought to people's uh, attention, but in a few weeks in a few months Inshallah inshallah we'll go back to normal here in Cape Town. We'll have free running water Mm -hmm. But for many people all around the world water is Something that they are going without on a daily basis water is uh, As we know is Water is life Mm -hmm. Uh, but and we can feel it here in Cape Town that we don't have this water and we can see the impact that it's had on our lives mm-hmm. so what we're trying to do is uh, this this ramadan is really put it out there is let's go and let's help help us support our brothers and sisters all around the world mm-hmm. but especially in syria and in Gaza. who are in in real need of our help.
0: Mm -hmm. Now just before we continue, I'd also like to invite the listeners to join in on the conversation this morning. They can send through SMSs to 47913, alternatively I'm sure uh, people already have the WhatsApp number saved, but I'll share that once again, it's uh, 072-2380712. Of course if you have any questions, want to know more, or want to know something specific about the organization, uh, we've got Brother Nasrullah in studio with us this morning. Now. We've spoken briefly about some of the emergency work that, that Islamic Relief uh, is involved in around the world. And, and, and I think what essentially makes Islamic Relief for me so special and, and, and so different uh, from all the other organizations is that when we decide as an organization, when there's an emergency and there's a decision that has been taken to say we're going to go into a particular uh, area, more than likely we don't go in and do things on our own. All right? We either already have an, uh, an established office there Or we look for partners to work with uh, and, 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 and that belief in coordination uh, is, is, is a fundamental I think part of Islamic Relief And the work that we do And how we go about and do the work that we do Speak to us about the importance of, of that and, and, and working together Because ultimately I think It's it's about the greater cause Which is essentially As we made mention of As is the campaign for this year It's about saving lives
1: so when we look at our work in in syria or, or or anywhere else in the world islamic relief firstly and foremostly works uh, independently i.e. we have our own operations on the ground however as uh, Ashraf mentioned we do coordinate and we coordinate with the UN aid agencies mm-hmm. which means that we're part of the cluster program which means that we're talking to the, all the other main stakeholders so that there's no duplication mm-hmm. so we don't want to be giving aid to people who have already received aid mm-hmm. so in this way we want to work in the most effective way we work within uh, the SAFIA standards we work uh, we, are, we are signatory to the Red Cross uh, Code of Conduct. So our standards, the way that we deliver aid is of an international standing.
0: So it's it's not simply just going in and and bringing in aid and providing the aid and distributing it to the first people we see. There's obviously a bit more. Uh, uh, there's a bit a lot more care that goes into uh, determining the needs of people, and therefore then before we before we provide them w- what they need, first making the determination of what it is that they require, how it is they require, and then going about doing so.
1: Of course, all the aid that we provide is is done on a needs assessment. Mm-hmm. So before. We even provide aid, we do a needs assessment to see whether this person qualifies for the aid or not. Mm -hmm. And that's very important to us as Islamic relief. Why? Because firstly we're accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every uh, uh, rand that we receive. But secondly and importantly we're accountable to our donors and our volunteers who have either donated to us or have spent time volunteering with us. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that the aid that is going is going to the right people, is going to the right uh, full owners, mm-hmm. inshallah.
0: Now, uh, another thing that people may not be aware of is that Islamic Relief uh, around the world, you've spoken, you've spoken about accountability uh, and you've spoken about uh, the importance of transparency. Um, maybe just as a, as a note to people, just before we go for the break, that Islamic Relief is in fact ranked uh, not only in the top 500 NGOs in the world, but we are ranked in the top 20 of the top 500 of uh, uh, of the top 500 NGOs in the world and all of those speak to transparency it speaks to accountability uh, and uh, and furthermore uh, of course for those people that would are interested in, 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 in our annual reports and so on can actually find those things on our website
1: yes they can and alhamdulillah as Islamic Khalif, we say that this is your organization to the people of Cape Town this is your organization you know and inshallah we're here to Help our brothers and sisters around the world, but we can only do that in a coordinated way, and we need your help and support, inshallah. Mm-hmm. And really, the message today is please do get involved, please speak to uh, us at Islamic Caliph. We have many uh, um, volunteer campaigns that are running, and we have many, many uh, activities and uh, events that are, are ongoing. And really, the message this Ramadan is help us save a life. We're working on the ground in Syria, deep inside Syria. We're the largest humanitarian aid organization. I know you'll be hearing a lot more in Gaza. But uh, very quickly, from my side, to sum it up. Since Islamic Relief began in 1984, Alhamdulillah, Islamic Relief has been able to help 118 million people. Wow. So alhamdulillah you know over the last uh, 34 odd years Islamic Relief has been able to help over 118 million people and i just want that figure to sink in mm-hmm. you know and that has only been possible with the volunteers with the support that we received from uh, our donor communities and the message is please this Ramadan speak to us speak to us at Islamic Relief mm-hmm. get involved mm-hmm. get involved in our ac- activities organize events for us organize whatever you can in whatever way possible you think that you can get involved get involved with us and we're here to help and support you and essentially saving a life is our mission
0: inshallah brother Nasrullah, of course the field development and operations manager for islamic relief worldwide all the way from Cardiff in Wales. Shukran uh, so much for joining us this morning. And we hope you enjoy the shorter hours of fasting here uh, with us in Cape Town, as compared to the UK, of
1: course. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Inshallah.
0: The <laughs> The Humanitarian Hour here on uh, The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Studio, of course, featuring Islamic Relief South Africa this morning Uh, I was hoping uh, that Brother Nasrullah would stick around and he has stuck around with us Um, We've received a few questions on uh, the WhatsApp line, we invite you of course to join in on the conversation and share uh, with us any questions or queries that you may have A question around the use of zakah for water wells Um, We'd advise and, and, and suggest that you contact our office uh on uh, on 0800 311 898 um i think it's, this particular uh, question is better dealt uh, with uh, offline Um, And then in terms of another question that we've received in terms of volunteering, as someone who is an advanced life paramedic, how do I join? You simply call our offices on the same number. Uh, They'll take all your details and you'll be added uh, to our volunteer database. From there, uh, essentially the process starts. um, We will explain to you how it is that you can actually, uh, I think, uh, essentially what you're looking for is to go out into the field. Um, And uh, we'll explain all of that. So that contact number again, 800 Uh, That's how you can reach us uh, And of course we'll share some more details a little bit later on with you as well Uh, But for now, I'm joined on the line by Brother Tariq Matiba Very good friend Um, He's the program's implementations coordinator for the Gauteng region But also for the Lesotho region when it comes to this time of the year Brother Tariq, assalamu alaikum
2: Wa alaikum, assalamu
0: alaikum Good. alhamdulillah, how are you?
2: I'm well said alhamdulillah. Insalaamu alaykum to all the listeners on the show today.
0: Brother Tariq, you've of course just arrived back from Lesotho. Um, of course, Lesotho has a very a special place in your heart, uh, I'm sure. Um, this time for, to implement our Ramadan campaign and to ensure that our hampers have been distributed to our rights holders well before the start of the month of Ramadan, so they could start Ramadan with those hampers. Tell us a bit more about uh, how the implementation went and, and, and what are some of the experiences for you?
2: Um as you know the so too it's very close to my heart alhamdulillah um we went there and um uh, you know we had more hampers this year than we had last year which shows um you know that there is um, like that extra um um hope from our donors to, to continuously do more um, for this project alhamdulillah we went there um, i think on the 8th and our distribution started on the 10th. We went a bit early so we could uh, make sure that everything was, on, was um, you know, on point when it comes to the food hampers, that they were um, um, in the manner that it should be in, um, make sure that all the contents of the hampers were, um, you know, of the good standard that we expected to be and um, that we would want it to reach our mm-hmm. um Rights holders mm-hmm. in so yeah the distribution started on the 10th and it went on oh it actually took four days to do the distribution we had about 775 hampers to distribute in um, in three regions
3: okay. in
2: Tia Dianing, in uh, masero and in um, in mafeteng mm-hmm. yep and um you know we, we we always try to reach the most um you know, difficult to reach areas of Lesotho, um, and and with you having been part of it, you will, you know, you know the the sort of terrains that we have to go through um, to make sure that we reach these families who um, you know are, are, are so excluded and they are right out um, away from any form of development and any activity. So we try and reach those people and, and make sure, uh, inshallah, that um, they also get to, um, to you know, to. to to feel Ramadan, to be able to fast in Ramadan with um, less strain. We're talking here about people who generally um, have to they strive, they, they, they hustle their, their their focus is always on what to eat and what to feed their mm-hmm. children and so we, we're trying to ease that strain and that pressure in the month of Ramadan mm-hmm. by um, you know, providing them with these hampers inshallah. So they are able to focus more on their ibadah mm-hmm. and, and, and their fasting um, um, more, inshallah.
0: Brother Tariq, of course, um, during uh, this time and 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 particularly in Lesotho, you'd find, uh, as you spoke about, uh, in the most remotest parts of 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 Lesotho, where you have to travel for long, uh, for long periods on uh, not so nice uh, roads and terrains, and you arrive in a in a village and you find Muslims there, and um, and 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 that's the, I think the beauty of 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 Islam and, and the beauty of 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 Ramadan as well. The the effect that it has on these people, the, the effect that these hampers, that uh, we are hoping our, 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 our listeners would donate to, the effect that it has on the people of Lesotho, in the most remote villages, who, as we do, uh, say the same shahada, that also make salah, that also fast, yeah. that also try and celebrate Eid with the little that they have. What does it mean to them?
2: Subhanallah. Uh, you, you know we're talking about people who barely have access to water for for, for a period um, there's a gentleman that i spoke to who was who was so um so taken aback by um the examples that are being um provided to them obviously you know with, with thanks to the to the donors who make it possible that they went two six months drinking water from a swamp wow These are are families where, I mean, if you go to the majority of these families, each one of them have a a vegetable garden outside, but the only vegetable we find is spinach, Mm -hmm. which is easier to grow. And, you know, if a person then is able to put together some money, then they can buy Mm meal, and that is their staple food. That's all that they can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, like throughout, and you can just imagine, um, you know, the the, the effect that that has on their on their general um, uh, nutrition and mm-hmm. and, and, and um, you know the quality of of life. Obviously, that uh, that they would have. Um, it's, it's so difficult that they rarely have anywhere to do where they are able to earn money and and, and be able to live. So when they um have these hunters coming through, um then it eases their strain. They they, they they feel that that ease and you can see it in their faces. You can see the beam, you know, when when, when you when you are with them, um mm-hmm. on their faces the glow and, you know, the excitement in having people come there. And we're received we are always received well. We get, we have, you know, chiefs in these villages who are also Muslims. You mm-hmm. know, uh met uh Chief Ibrahim in um in um, TUI who was was very excited to have us there and we Mm -hmm. we we hope that we can come back inshallah and obviously with the help of our donors that we can can do more, we can um, implement more programs and and get more into development Mm -hmm. um, so so that they can change even in their condition and in their living
0: conditions well, I just quickly want to relate a story, Brother Tariq, Tariq, while I've got you on the line last year, of course, during uh, the Qurbani season, uh, after the Eid al-Adha, myself and, and yourself, we traveled to Lesotho, and on this particular day, we went to uh, this remote village, uh, it was where, I think it was the one where the boarding school was, you probably remember the name, And we watched as the meat was, uh, or the animals were slaughtered uh, and uh, were skinned and and cut up and and packaged and so on. And I sat and I watched this woman uh, in the line uh, waiting to receive her parcel or her packet of meat. And when she got to the front of the line, uh, the closer she got to the front of the line, the more anxious she became. And and, and visibly so. And, And when she got to the front of the line, she received a parcel of meat and turned around and dropped to her knees and was in tears and Allah. thanked Allah for the opportunity and when, and when we went up to her to go and her sister she went and she said it will be the first time we'll eat meat since the last time we were here last year. Arnold. And and, and okay. as an umma, we take that for granted and as as Capetonians as and for the listeners, we take I'm sure there's many of us that take that for granted. And so the uh, very special people that we need to continue to help, not only in Lesotho. There are stories like that here in South Africa as well, with some of the, the project the some of the areas that we work and very much the same around the world as well. So we'd encourage the listeners uh, to continue to donate uh, towards some of these causes as well. Tariq, final words from you.
3: Um,
2: uh, w- well, I still encourage um, all our um, all the listeners to continue supporting the Islamic Greek Initiatives um, right um, around um, where, you know, we, we responding to disasters, where we helping people with um, food security and um, water and sanitation, with development. Um, and um, moreover, I just, you know, wish everyone a blessed Ramadan. Um, I hope that, um, you know, all our good deeds are accepted in this month, inshallah, and that uh, we continue this with that spirit beyond Ramadan. And, um, you know, we, 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 we continue to encourage each other um, in doing good, inshallah.
0: Insha'Allah, Brother Tariq Bantiba, the Program implementations Coordinator uh, for Lesotho and the Khauting region, uh, shukran so much for joining us on uh, the Humanitarian Hour this morning. Ayyakumullah,
2: <laughs> assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Welcome back to the Humanitarian Hour here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio, of course, uh, featuring Islamic Relief this morning. And, uh, of course, uh, as mentioned earlier in the show, Islamic Relief having uh, having a presence uh, in over 40 countries around the world. Some of those countries include, of course, East Africa, uh, Kenya, Somalia, South Sudan, Ethiopia, etc. And, uh, of course, we know about last year this time we were discussing the drought and the famine uh, that was experienced by the people in that particular region. This, uh, this year, just a year later, we now... Uh, speaking about the same people and the same individuals and this time they are suffering uh, from floods as a result of, of, of rains and we're going to find out a bit more about that. Uh, joining us online now is the Humanitarian Policy Advisor at the International Programs Division of Islamic Relief Worldwide, Brother Harun Altaf. Uh, Haroun, as-salamu alaykum. Shukran so much for joining us. Uh, wa
3: alaikum, salam uh, Thank you for
0: having me on the call as well. Uh, Brother Harun. in terms of the situation in east africa right now uh she with us and 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 the listeners a bit more
3: yeah i mean i think like you said um, this flooding has come on the back of uh, a recurrent drought so in you know both ethiopia and kenya and Somalia, over the last couple of years we've had this drought and threat of famine in fact even famine conditions in some areas Uh, and now the the drought which sorry the floods which have come now have affected like some of the same communities so, across the three countries, one point two five million people have been affected by the floods um Islamic relief has been uh, obviously operation in it, in all three of them, and we've started our response um in the three um and I think this is the key thing it's you know flooding on its own is very bad, so people are displaced um but when it comes on the back of a recurrent drought mm-hmm. you know they were already so vulnerable mm-hmm. um that uh, even once the flooding you know recedes uh, and people are able to move back they they have lost a lot of their livelihoods their houses um so from our side what we're trying to ensure is that we'll support them initially with the life-saving support that we're doing Mm -hmm. which includes food uh, water shelter uh, but also we're thinking about what what is the longer term impact on them as well Um, so we'll be supporting them in the longer term as well inshallah
0: I, I, I want to get to the conversation about the long-term impact uh, but just before we get there in terms of the current needs on the ground uh, for the people of East Africa what are some of those needs?
3: Yeah, I mean at the moment the main need is uh, food um, because people have lost access to food a lot of them have been displaced um, they're staying in temporary shelters or they're staying in like makeshift IDP camps right. uh, in schools uh, in formal settlements Um uh, along with uh, having been displaced, uh, they've lost a lot of their uh, assets, uh, including uh, things that need for hygiene, basic hygiene mm-hmm. uh, kits, uh, especially for women as well. Uh, so that's one of the big concerns. Uh, and clean water, Al- although there's a lot of water, it's not actually clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not safe for human consumption. Mm-hmm. So some of the needs are around actually having the, the clean water. One of the, the big risks is um, of a disease outbreak, uh, so a focus on health and hygiene uh, through through clean water and through kind of uh, hygiene promotion and sessions is also quite important at the moment.
0: Now, when it comes to uh, the long-term impact uh, or, or the work that Islamic Relief is doing to assist these people um, with the long-term impact of the recurring droughts, as you mentioned, and, and now the flooding. Uh, tell us a bit more about uh, some of the work Islamic Relief is doing in that in those particular areas addressing the long-term needs. Yeah, I, I mean, in our
3: plans at the moment, uh, we, we've planned so that um, the the farmers, especially in Kenya, for example, um, they 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 currently they don't have uh, the ability to uh, cultivate their crops um, mm-hmm. because of the flooding. So part of our work will be to support them. Um, we'll be providing uh, some seeds, seedlings, uh, agricultural tools they'll need for farming um, to help them kind of uh, get back on on track to where they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in in the uh, other areas, um, you know, depending on the, the people's needs, so not everybody are farmers, so depending on what's their own background and what's more suitable in the area, we'll be trying to support their livelihoods as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Now. In terms of the, the the need that Islamic Relief is currently addressing, uh, which is, as you mentioned, the the, the prov- uh, provision of food and, and, and so on, uh, what can the listeners and, and, and those listening uh, to this particular show, what can they do to assist and, and, and how can they come on board?
3: Well, I mean, at the moment, uh, we have a plan for, you know, in the next uh, one to two months to provide about 2.5 million GBT, which I'm not sure how much it is in. South African currency, mm-hmm. uh, worth of uh, aid. And, and a lot of it is focused on food. Um, so far, uh, to date, we've supported about 55,000 people across three countries yeah. uh, with just food. Yeah. So definitely the, the need is still there. Um, you know, Ramadan has just started, uh, and I think that the, the communities are more generous, especially during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if if people can continue to support in food uh, and in terms of water
0: as well, uh, um, I think that would be definitely very helpful. Brother Hardin Altaf, the Humanitarian Policy Advisor at uh, the International Programmes Division of Islamic Relief Worldwide. you so much for joining us this morning, all the way from Nairobi in Kenya. Uh, your time is much appreciated and hopefully, uh, inshallah, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate the situation uh, of the people of East Africa.
3: Inshallah. Thank you very much.
0: Welcome back to the humanitarian. Hour we on the Voice of the Cape ninety one point three FM studio? Of course, featuring Islamic Relief this morning. Uh, joining us a- online now uh, from uh, all the way from Gaza is brother Munib Bouhazala. He's the country director of Islamic Relief Palestine. Uh, brother Munib, assalamu alaikum, and thank so much for joining us on the Voice of the Cape. Wa
4: alaikum. Thank you very much
0: for hosting me, President Muni. It's been very a dif- very difficult few weeks uh, for yourself and the teams, I'm sure, in in, in Gaza. Uh, tell us a bit more about the situation on the ground currently. Yes, sure. Uh, actually, the situation
4: uh, in Gaza has been uh, again deteriorating for a long time because of the blockade in Gaza, which has been imposed for almost eleven years now. So uh, most of the community is mainly depending on humanitarian aid Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, even humanitarian aid has been like uh, also declining in the past like couple of years. Mm -hmm. So uh, the situation uh, economically it's it's very difficult and definitely economic situation reflects on all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. This is not to forget, of course, that Gaza is also suffering from lack of water, lack of electricity, lack of medications. Hospitals are hardly functioning. Uh, this has been topped by the, uh, you know, uh, casualties, number, huge number of casualties that have been uh, you know, occurring in the past uh, number of weeks mm-hmm. due to the uh, great march of return that uh, that protests around the fences uh, of Gaza. Yeah. which put the, the hospitals and the health system in a really difficult situation, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm
0: now in terms of the in terms of the response and uh, I'm, I'm from a south african point of view uh, of course south africans and uh really follow uh, what it, uh, try and follow what's happening in, in in gaza as closely as we possibly can um, and many people would be aware about what uh, some of the needs are that you have referred to and spoken about from any, uh, from an islamic relief point of view uh, based on, on on last week and, and and the and the strain it has put on the on, on the medical services and uh, with the ongoing blockade and so on, uh, what is the Islamic Relief's uh, approach? Uh, what is Islamic Relief's uh, intervention in that particular in that particular region?
3: Yes,
4: uh, as a response to the emergency situation, actually our our response is mainly uh, focused on the health system because we're doing our best to contribute to uh, to the to the health services provided. To avoid uh, their crash because they are almost on the verge of uh, collapse. Actually, the the health organizations so we're trying our best to, sup- to provide uh, the needed medications, disposables, and uh, you know uh, basic uh, uh, supplies that will keep the operation running. Okay. Uh, in other terms, we have uh, a number of humanitarian uh, support for uh, deprived households as well, which is basically uh, 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 numbers are increasing in Gaza. It used to be like eighty percent aid dependent before the uh, the, the uh, economic collapse in Gaza. Now, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, numbers are beyond the imagination, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: So. At the moment, Islamic Relief primarily looking at supporting the, the the health facilities and the medical facilities to try and uh, yes. uh, keep them up and running. Uh, in terms of this, the yes. month of Ramadan, of course, uh, we know that this is the time of the year uh, that is supposed to be for many people around the world and for many Muslims around the world, a time of, 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 of sharing and a time of, of, of uh and, and fasting and 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 spending time with one another. Uh, how is Ramadan been thus far uh, for people on, in 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 Gaza? Yeah,
4: Subhanallah, Ramadan is, uh, is always a special uh, special month for everybody, and uh, the uh, the the caring and sharing between the community really increases in Ramadan sharply. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, unfortunately, this month this month of Ramadan specifically. Yani, unlike the other months, even of the blockade on Gaza, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been very difficult on, on, on families because the numbers of families that are aid-dependent is increasing. So Islamic Relief has been, uh, alhamdulillah, since uh, a day before Ramadan, started like uh, allocating uh, you know, most vulnerable families and trying to uh, give them something for the iftar and sahur mm-hmm. as much as uh, is available. Uh, we have been able to reach around 7000 families but uh, i mean we know that the list of needs is around yeah. 85 85000
0: well, subhanallah. So there's definitely yes, so much happened. more that can be done uh, Brother Muneeb, but shukran so much yes. for joining us uh, all the way from Gaza, yes, of sure. course the country director of Islamic Relief Palestine but Brother Muneeb, I'm Thank sure from, from us uh, a yeah, in South Africa and in Cape Town uh, we pray for you and for the rest of the people in Gaza and uh, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, brings some alleviation to the difficulties there and uh, everything of the best to you for the remaining uh, time during the month of Ramadan inshallah, and I'm sure that Those listening to you right now would want to do something to want to assist you and and, and the rest of the people uh, in Gaza. So, shukran so much once again for joining us. Thank you very
4: much for your support.
0: back to the Humanitarian Hour are on The Voice of the Cape with 91.3 FM Studio. Of course, featuring Islamic Relief this morning. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I'm still joined in studio by Brother Nasrullah Tair, uh who has come all the way to South, Afri- South Africa because he heard that, yeah, in South Africa we fast 11 hours and uh, he didn't want to fast the 20 hours uh, in the UK. Brother Nasrullah, um, he's still with us in studio, alhamdulillah. Uh, and uh, of course, we've just spoken to Brother Muneeb uh, from uh, our Palestine. We've also spoken to uh, Brother Harun from who's uh, in our East Africa, based in East Africa. The needs for people around the world uh, continue to be great. Uh, and more so, as we've now heard, in, in Gaza, where the emergency or the medical services are on the verge of collapse. We now know that there is a greater need in terms of the provision of food um, and, and and basic services to the people of Gaza. And Islamic Relief is there. Islamic Relief is on the ground. And Islamic Relief can do something, but they can't do anything if we don't have the support of the community. We, don't, we can't do anything if we don't have the support of, of, of yourselves and, and, and people around the world that are able to particularly during this Ramadan, spare thought for the people of Gaza and spare thought for the people of East Africa and spare thought for the people of Syria. And and so, brother Nasrullah, in terms of what people can do, particularly in, in, in Gaza at the moment, uh, speak to us about the importance of, or, 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 while you, you are getting ready, the importance of really getting and, and, and really becoming, I think, feeling that sense of, of, of an Ummah when it comes to uh, assisting the people of Gaza, and assisting the people of East Africa, and assisting the people of Syria. Because surely, yes, and we all know the hadith, and this hadith has been quoted plenty of times before, that the Prophet wasallam uh, attributed or, 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 or basically cont- compared the, the the Ummah to that of one body, and if the one part of the body feels pain, the rest of the body suffers uh, from pain as well, or suffers from sleeplessness. And the question we need to ask ourselves, because because one part of this body is paining. One part of this body is is, 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 is even we can even go so far as to say that one part of this body has been amputated. The question is, is the rest of the body feeling it, uh, brother Nasrullah? Is the rest of the body really feeling it? Is uh, what is happening around the world to our brothers and sisters uh, during this month of Ramadan, is it having an effect on us? And if it's having an effect on us, what can we do?
1: My dear brothers and sisters, and listeners and listeners of uh, the Voice of the Cape, you heard Brother Muneeb live from uh, Gaza, and I'm sure in the last few weeks we have all been hurting and we will all been wanting to do something. And really, now this is our chance. You know, as Islamic Relief Alhamdulillah, we are working in Gaza. As we mentioned earlier, we are the largest humanitarian aid organisation in Gaza. Please, the brothers and um, uh, brothers and sisters, the needs are great in Gaza. Our brothers and sisters in Gaza are in need of our help. We are on the ground as Islamic relief. We're working in Al-Shifa Hospital, which is the main hospital. As you heard brother Munib say earlier, we're working to make sure that the medical supplies don't run out in the hospitals. We're working around the clock to make sure that the aid reaches those who are most need. Since last week, 58 people have been killed over two and a half thousand wounded. And we're at breaking point, you know, but please donate and help us support our crucial life saving work. And uh, Brother Ashraf, it just costs 3,750 rands to provide urgent medical supplies to a hospital. So that's my appeal to everyone. 3,750 rands, please call us on 800 898 or visit our website islamic-relief.org.za or send us a WhatsApp message on 073-154-7369. But as I mentioned, the needs are great. What we're urging for the community of Cape Town, for for Townians to do is really dig deep into their pockets. A medical kit costs 3,750 rand, and I'm sure in Ramadan, you know, as we're looking to break our fast, as we're going around our daily activities, we're spending this amount of money. But our brothers and sisters in Gaza need our help, and first and foremostly, they need our draws and our prayers, but then they need our financial support. The figure again, 3,750 Rands, my dear brothers and sisters. Let's do what we can with this Ramadan. It's really a race against time to equip these hospitals. Let's make sure that this Ramadan, our brothers and sisters in Gaza, they have a chance. This Ramadan, we say, yes, we've heard our calls of our brothers and sisters in Gaza. And yes, living in Cape Town, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dig deep in my, into my pockets whether it's our zakat, whether it's our sadaqah, Islamic Relief is there on the ground, ready to respond. And we're ready to respond, but we need that little bit more so we can help respond that, that, that bit more. And my dear brothers and sisters, the listeners of the Voice of the Cape, genuinely, for the last 14 years, you have supported Islamic Relief for South Africa. And it's only with your support that Islamic Relief is able to deliver the work that we do. And, it's, and Islamic Relief is, is essentially the vehicle between the people who give and the people who receive. And my dear brothers and sisters, the people of Gaza need your help at this stage. Please call in on 800 898 or visit our website islamic-relief.org.za. Save a life this Ramadan. It's really about saving lives. You know? we're here alhamdulillah fortunate enough to be living and living and uh having the support mechanisms for medical care and for all other needs but our brothers and sisters in gaza they're really looking to us they're really looking to us for support so inshallah let's do what we can let's do what we can 3750 runs a cost for a medical kit to be supplied to a hospital in Gaza. Islamic relief is there on the ground, working in Al Shifa Hospital as well as uh, many other hospitals. So, lastly, as I mentioned, please call us on 0800 triple one. 898.
0: Jazakallah. Shukran so much to you. Hopefully we'll have you back in studio next week, inshallah. You can catch the Humanitarian Hour with Islamic Relief every Monday between 10 and 11 during the month of Ramadan, inshallah. Of course, remember that number again. at 800 zero eight hundred triple one eight nine eight. 898 And shukran for all of you for listening in this morning from myself, Ashraf Kenny, and the rest of the Islamic Relief team here. Uh, firstly, the VOC team, Faldi Fandalili der is there as well. Uh, shukran to all of you. And... And uh, we'll catch you again next week this time. As-salamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh.